Choosing a curriculum works best when we have our own individual children in mind and we share resources with each other. Today's guest, Jenny Bales, is going to share her mega curriculum list. Stay tuned. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik, and today we're talking with Jenny Bales about her mega curriculum list. But let's meet Jenny first. Jenny is a Catholic homeschooling mom who is passionate about connecting and supporting fellow Catholic homeschooling moms, both through her online ministry and in her local community. She currently homeschools her three boys, ages 8 through 16 in North Texas. Her only daughter graduated from their homeschool in June. Congratulations. Wow. A job well done, I have no doubt. Jenny loves sharing the beauty of integrating our Catholic faith with our homeschooling adventures and believes that every moment of homeschooling is a treasured opportunity to reach the hearts of our children for Christ. A few of her favorite things are Eucharistic adoration, chai lattes, sweet tea, dark chocolate, red wine, college football, and mystery novels. It sounds like you're having fun over there. Jenny's <laughs> Heart of a Mother uh, online community, that's Heart of a Mother, has grown to close to 4,000 Catholic homeschooling moms from around the world. This ministry offers a vibrant Facebook group, an inspiring blog at heartofamother.net, spelled just the way it sounds, and a homeschooling consulting service called Bloom at bloomhomeschool.com. That megalist, which will be in our show notes along with the other links, is called heartofamother.com forward slash curriculum. Welcome to the podcast, Jenny. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Oh, it's always fun. You've been on several times before, and we always have such a good conversation. Um, start us off by just talking about what's unique about your master list. We homeschoolers just love lists of everything. It really helps us to focus our minds, right, and look at options. So what's unique about yours? Well, um, the mega curriculum list I created is a Catholic curriculum list. So everything on the list is a Catholic resource and has... Um, that in common. So it, it was just a really, it was something I didn't see out there and thought everything needs to be in one place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so nice to have somebody round it up for us. I think that's why those lists are so popular. You know, reading lists and curriculum lists and all sorts of things. Somebody who does the legwork for us and puts it all together in one place. Oh my goodness, what a service to the community. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. We all, no matter how long we've been homeschooling, we all kind of continually evaluate as we should how things are going and what we should change or keep the same or if we're new, how to start out. And I just felt like that a complete list of all Catholic resources for homeschoolers was missing or was not easy to find if it's there or was kind of segmented. And I just decided I was going to put one together and make it available to everyone who needed it, including myself. (laughs) Yeah, right? Nice to get it all in one place. And it occurred to me while you were talking, oh my goodness, this would be a great book. But in the, in the reality is in the online world, the, the links change from time to time and things like that. So to have somebody who's keeping tabs and listening to other moms and gathering up those gems is just invaluable. 
definitely. And we have seen just an explosion in the past couple of years, of course, in homeschooling in general. But there's been, um, even before that, quite a few new curriculum products out there, either for certain subject areas or full programs that people are developing, just as homeschooling is becoming more popular and as the digital world is making it easier for the dissemination of those curricula. And so I just really felt like this is the time to put it all there, make it a resource for moms and families who are looking for that Catholic curriculum that they can trust and and that they can um, find a good fit for their family, hopefully. Yeah. So how did you cast a net to bring all this stuff together? Um, It's interesting because when I decided it all needed to be done, I started making a list of what I would include. And then I started looking at other people's lists and found no two lists were exactly the same because as I said, so much new stuff is coming out or older stuff is not available anymore. So I really just looked for what I knew was out there, for what other people had listed anywhere, whether it was their favorite stuff or their listing of the curriculum they considered. But I've been advising public homeschoolers for over a decade. So I kind of have I've heard of all these things I like to research. I like to know what's out there um, for others and for my own family so that I know my options. And if something's not working, I know that I can look into some other possibilities. So it was kind of just a culmination of my knowledge and reaching out to people that I knew and knew had lists and compiling all that. Oh, Jenny, every time I listen to you, I think this is why there's 4,000 people following you on Facebook. And I don't mean this as just a yay guest. I mean that we all need this person in our lives and, and the other homeschool moms that we meet along the way that make recommendations, that have experience, that have had all the ups and downs you could possibly have and understand it as a spiritual journey as part of their vocation and their walk with God can be just such a light to us when we're starting out. We can feel like our life is just a tossed salad now that we're doing it at home. And yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. But we can help each other to bring some focus, some order, and to know like what are the best things to, to grab onto or what are our options where we can really be lights to each other in that way. I think that before the pandemic, I think that most people came to homeschooling majority-wise because they knew someone who homeschooled, maybe their neighbor, maybe a friend at church. And they got intrigued by homeschooling because of that. And it was just natural to ask them, what curriculum do you use? And kind of steer them in that direction. That's really how I got started um, 15 years ago. So that face-to-face kind of asking the neighbor works if your neighbor is Catholic. And if you want to, you know, make sure that your curriculum is, is in line with your faith. But it doesn't if either your neighbor's not homeschooling or we're all isolated or they're not Catholic. So... I really do think that connecting moms, as is always my passion, is the key to successful homeschooling in general. I could go on about that, but I think a huge um, factor in whether or not families are successful at homeschooling is if they have connections to other homeschooling families that are supportive and encouraging and you know are there during the struggles and during the joys. And hopefully our online community provides some of that. 
Mm, yeah, 100%. I remember when we were transitioning from, you know, elementary school into high school, and my daughter chose to turn down the Catholic schools that accepted her because she wanted all of her options open and decided to stick with homeschooling. I was literally going from house to house, kind of visiting other <laughs> homeschools to see what does doing high school look like? Can I see how you have it set up and how much is independent and how much do you supervise and all of that? So, yeah, that community is just critical. And, and of course, we can find them on line as well. But when right. you are selecting, I'm sorry, go ahead, Jenny, you had a thought there? Yeah, I was just gonna say, and that's kind of what this list does is it helps families find other families with similar educational styles, because they're going to find a curriculum that's a good fit for them. And then they're going to connect with those families, probably what you're about to say, uh, through their online connections. So I just really felt like it was another way for me to connect families is creating this list to help them find not just a curriculum or a style or a philosophy or approach that would work for them, but then that ends up helping them find like-minded individuals who are kind of walking that same path and can walk together. Yeah, and some of the online providers actually will connect you with people in your area that are doing the same curriculum. Definitely. Yeah, so what standards do you set out uh, in order that something passes muster and can be on your list? Yeah. So, um, really, there's two qualifiers for being on the list. So, I wanted it to be a mega list to include as much as possible. So, the two qualifiers are that it be Catholic and that I find somewhere in some way that they're faithful to the magisterium of the Catholic Church. And secondly, that they are either primarily designed for homeschooling or have been successfully adapted for homeschooling for a while. Um, because I feel like when we pick up that classroom textbook and it's not designed for homeschoolers, it's really more work, of course, to adapt that and make it work for us. So I really wanted it to be homeschool-friendly or homeschool-designed and definitely Catholic and be able to trust that because I really believe that incorporating the Catholic faith and our beliefs into our homeschooling is a tremendous gift we can give our kids. Um, I think homeschooling is this opportunity to pass on knowledge, but also the beauty of our faith and help our children to appreciate that. So I prioritize the Catholic curriculum in, in our homeschool as kind of our first choice and see if anything works for us in that, you know, in that realm. And then, you know, obviously the other benefit of having assuredly Catholic curriculum is that you avoid any anti-Catholic content. So it's really common for homeschoolers to run into a Protestant resource, for example, and they're dealing with the Reformation in a really different way than we would mm -hmm. and are not sure how to handle that with their kids. So I wanted to make sure that this resource provided kind of a safety net for parents who maybe aren't sure that they know enough about our, our faith. I, I feel this a lot, but I don't know if I would catch some of the bias that is in some curricula, whether it be secular or Christian or... Um, and so I really lean heavily on the Catholic providers to kind of get that out of there so I don't have to translate and worry about missing something and teaching my kids something wrong. Yeah, that's such a great point. Just those subtle things that can cause a ripple effect in our children's lives. We want to be careful not to be sowing doubts or doctrinal confusion, that sort of thing. Yeah. Definitely. It's there. And that's something I've been exposed to a lot in working with other homeschoolers is that there are little lines and phrases here and there dropped in a children's reading book that 
um, that really do kind of dig at our faith. And, and I don't want my, my kids to, to have to be confused, like you said. Yeah, and thanks for being transparent about that too, because we don't all know everything about our faith. There's too much to know. And, uh, and so it's really good to go into it with that humility, like who's trustworthy here? Who can I really kind of uh, plant my flag with? And for those of you new to homeschooling, you may not have ever thought about having your child's education anchored in the faith before. Well, guess what? Amazing people like Jenny have been doing it for a long time. There is a lot of cool stuff out there and it, you don't have to reinvent the wheel or know it all. You can learn with them. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's the beauty, one of the beauties of it. Yeah, of all of it, from physics to religion, we we are learning yes. as we as as they go through the materials as well. So um, your mega list, obviously, just by virtue of its being mega, has a lot of variety. But what's the virtue in variety? So, I think that we all know every person is completely different, and then we have these families made up of all these very different people, and. I've seen homeschooling families who choose the exact same curriculum and maybe have the exact same grade levels, but they do it completely differently. So it's my belief, because of those experiences, that there's no two families alike, of course. There's no two families that can do the exact same curriculum with the exact same results in the exact same way. So variety is the key to us finding peace and finding a good fit as homeschooling parents, we I mean, homeschooling hard work, right? We're, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna know anybody who's done it. Like, yes, this is a lot of hard work. So, anything we can do to make our job easier, such as finding a curriculum that is the right fit for us, um, then let's do that because mm. it's hard enough. And my list is divided not by um, philosophy or approach in kind of methodology. I will say. That is usually in the fine print, like in the descriptors of each link, but it's divided based on how much uh, involvement or how much of a program you want. So most new homeschoolers want like a full program, give it all to me, lesson plans, help me do it, grade all the papers, all that stuff. So I have a section on full enrollment with those programs that do provide that. They, uh, you know, give you a consultant in the lesson plans and it might have some online options and things like that. And then there's a separate section for programs that might not give you all of that. You don't enroll, so to speak, in their program, but they do have books and lesson plans and you know, self-paced guidance to give you. And so if you, you know, kind of take that next step down, if you don't need all that accountability, or maybe that accountability stresses you out too much, you can step <laughs> down to kind of a full curricula level. And then there's a section on the online options because those are growing by leaps and bounds, memory work, preschool, and all those kinds of like subject areas and dividing things out so that moms can just see clearly what their options are and where they can go, you know, to find the resources. Mm, yeah. Yeah, su such great points. And one thing about the fact that some of the online curricular providers are, and some of them are actual schools online, um, and with their consultants and everything else, is one thing that I learned the hard way is that I bought a curriculum in a box, and I thought we had to do everything on the list every day. I didn't realize until I was in tears with one of their consultants. <laughs> and my daughter was like, ah, that... Um, <laughs> 
that you can pick and choose for your child, that there's adaptability within most of these plans and, and trying to do it all is really too much. They over plan and provide you with those op opportunities to adjust to your child. Definitely right. Just like those two families to do the same program aren't going to do it differently because their children are different and it's fine to skip pages if they already understand or it's fine to do it orally instead of written. Uh, that's definitely a really good point. So, you know, taking these options of curricula and is one thing, but then implementing it still is going to look very different for your family. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, I want to just cast a wide net here so you can go in any direction you like, but I'd like to hear about some of your personal favorites, maybe some things that you've tried or things that you've noticed other people frequently use well, you know, anything that really jumps out at you. Right. Um, that's a hard question. <laughs> I know there's so much. <laughs> so I'll start by saying that I have kept kind of kept tabs on all these different curriculum programs over the years because I do pick and choose my own curriculum. I don't enroll in a program or buy a box set. And I haven't ever since the beginning. But because of that, I look at almost every single website and what their book lists are and what they use for science in each the grade levels I'm going to be teaching. And I kind of compare and I see my options and say, okay, well, this program recommends this book. And that won't work for us. But what about this program recommends this book? So I just... I love to look at all the different options out there because I do believe that, you know, I want to try to find a good fit. I have three boys now just homeschooling. So we're not going to read Anna Green Gables much. Oh, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but I get to read it in a book club this year. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Super excited. But, um, <laughs> but yes, so I definitely pick and choose. I look at the lists and I, and when I have a child with a particular struggle in a subject area, I'm like, oh, this isn't working or they need more work. And I'm going to look at all the different options from all the different providers so that I can see what's out there and what might help him to progress or to what he would feel comfortable in. We had one subject last year I picked material for and that book got torn in half <laughs> <laughs> after being thrown across the room a few times. And I said, okay, we're done with that. <laughs> That's definitely not a good fit for that child. <laughs> so we found something new, right? So we're constantly I'm constantly evaluating that. So on the mega list, I really am clicking on a lot of those links every time I'm planning or every time we run into a, a struggle and I might need to switch. But I, the ones I keep, I always come back to every year since kindergarten. Um, you know, kind of the full program that I always lean on heavily is Modern Mobulus for their book lists and their guidance. It's a Catholic Charlotte Mason curricula mm. and it is all of the book lists and lesson plans are completely free. You just have to buy the books. And while they don't have enrollment or particular consultants, they have a tremendously um, active Facebook group that has, they will help you with anything. So it's a really great way to uh, have a living books education, kind of a different style than your textbook oriented education. Uh, and that's what we lean towards in our house. So I definitely that's kind of my starting place each year is this is what they're doing this year and what, you know, what can I use from there? But um, we just, a couple other favorites. We love connecting with history at rchistory.com. Those again, we lean living books and that is all living books. And what I love about that is it's hundreds of books that I get to pick and choose which ones we're going to read about history, but they're all pre-screened for me to be in line with our Catholic faith. So I don't have to wonder if I'm picking up a book from the library that's going to tell my kids that the Catholic missionaries were evil. 
Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So really love looking at their book lists and incorporating them as much as we can. A new program we just found last year because it just came out last year that we are in love with is the Our Lady of Rosary Family Catechism. It's an online video course um, done by a priest who is currently living in England and put together this video course on uh, taking children through the Baltimore Catechism. He has just this beautiful way of explaining things to the family so that the youngest children understand, and yet it's not watered down at all. So we're really loving that. Uh, We've been listening to it at lunch a few times or just during the day, but that's been a new resource on my list that we found really, really good. Wow. So those are some highlights. I don't know if that, that encompasses a lot. I'm just trying to think, what would I say to that? Um, but yeah, I really do click a lot of them each year when I'm planning and try to decide, you know, which path are we going down this year? Yeah. And it's and it's so nice too as you're as everyone's listening to these. I mean, I'm getting lit up. It makes me want to personally do some of these things for myself. I mean, if you're a lifelong learner yourself, that attitude will inspire your children as well. And back to the whole moms helping each other thing too. I just remember when we first started, we had a worksheet or workbook heavy program that my daughter didn't enjoy. Other kids are crazy about workbooks because they can get it done. They feel very accomplished. She was more in the kind of poetry and creative writing uh, kind of a, a you know group of kids, the more creative type. And so as you're going through these opportunities and visiting Jenny Bales at Heart of a Mother on Facebook or the Modern Amabilis site, notice that anytime you ask a question, as she was saying, people jump in and they want to help you. They want to share things. They want to give you anecdotal information about, oh, you have a hyperactive boy who won't sit still. Here's what we did. You know, here's what we did that works. So again, community, community. Um, Right. Because what I say and what I use, I get excited about and I come alive. So we do the living books thing. So it works really well for us, but that's not going to work for everybody. Just because I'm so excited about it doesn't mean that everybody should run out and do living books and that's all you should do, right? Because we have to figure out what's going to work. And that's so challenging because as moms, it's like, it's all on our shoulders. We all have to figure out what's going to be the best path. Um, So I always tell moms that you're not going to make a wrong decision. Anything can be successful. You can choose the free curricula and it will work for you. It may not be the perfect fit and you might have to tweak it a lot more to make it work for your kid, but you're not going to ruin them by choosing (laughs) something that's not perfect because nothing's perfect, right? Let's, let's get that out there too. There's not the perfect curriculum for anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's not the perfect approach. Every kid is so different. Every mom. So like, if I don't like teaching it, even if my kid loves it, that's really hard. Uh-huh. We've been in that scenario where the kid is like, I want to learn about, I can't think of one right now, but something. And that is not my thing. I'm not a big science fan and they want to do all those experiments. I'm going to buy a kit and say, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because we have to respect who God made us to be and really embrace that. And so knowing our options, I think, helps us to, to do that. Yeah. And and to, to clarify for anybody who's used to having their children in a regular school, um, this is not about indulging our children or saying, oh, you don't like it. We'll just completely change our program. It's what, what we're getting at is noticing what lights our children up 
where their passion for learning gets ignited, what styles of learning really help them to be in the groove and succeed, what pacing is right for them, and giving ourselves permission to ask for help, to change course anytime. You know, have those planning meetings with your spouse. If you're the father homeschooling, get together, talk it over, and you know your children better, better than anybody. You can always course correct. Definitely, definitely. You can, you can get to the, the bottom of, is this a, they're struggling because this is really not a good fit, or they're just being kids and they're, you know natural concupiscence is kind of coming out. (laughs) (laughs) What what would you like to leave us with, Jenny, as we think about all the options that are out there? I think that I just would like to say that, that homeschooling, as I said in the beginning, is this opportunity. It's, it's reading and writing and math, but it's really an opportunity to reach our kids and their hearts. And so curriculum is a path to that. Curriculum is a tool that we use to help them learn about the world around us, to help them grow in knowledge and confidence and be excited about the world that they're living in and maybe find their path for their future. So it's more than just the books and the reading and the writing. It is about uh, reaching our kids and building relationship with them and equipping them for whatever God is calling them to. Mm. Amen and amen. I hope you're getting excited. I am too. It's the start of a new school year. Woohoo! Dream big and and be willing to just be flexible. Uh, God bless you, Jenny, for all you do for moms and dads out there who are in the trenches and doing something a little differently for the betterment of their families, their children, and for souls. Yeah. So everybody take a look at heartofamother.com forward slash curriculum, but also find Jenny at heartofamother.net and bloomhomeschool.com. If you like what you're hearing and you really feel like it would be a good thing to talk to Jenny or one of the other people in her team, um, really do reach out to bloomhomeschool.com and, and do some kind of an inquiry call. Find out what kind of support you can get there that might really make a difference for you. And again, uh, we'll have all of this in the show notes. Uh, Can't thank you enough, Jenny. Everybody stay tuned for our short feature coming right up. Hi, I'm author AJ Catapan. Welcome to Books and Blessings a place where I get to share with you some of my favorite books for Catholic teens and tweens. Today I'd like to introduce you to The Haunted Cathedral, the second book in Antony Colling's Harwood Mystery Series. If you missed my Books and Blessings episode last year on the first book in the series, be sure to check out episode 50 of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. In the second installment of this historical fiction series, our hero Zan has settled into life with the other orphans at the Benedictine Monastery in England. He has made friends with a number of people, including Brother Andrew, fellow orphan Joshua, and Lucy, who lives at the nearby convent. When Book 2 opens, several problems confront Zan. First, his friend Lucy has been called away from the convent to travel with her father. Then, a bailiff from his old village of Hardenbury arrives at the monastery to inform Zan that he is still a serf of Hardenbury, even though he's an orphan. He must either pay the head money to become a free peasant or return to Hardenbury as a serf. Zan has one chance to escape that. 
he must find his long-lost uncle and convince him to either adopt him or pay his head money. But finding his dad's brother means traveling to a distant village in a wagon with the criminal responsible for his parents' death. I enjoyed this second book even more than the first. There are really two mysteries for Zan to solve. First, he must find his uncle. Second, while he's in the town where his uncle is believed to reside, he discovers that the local cathedral is rumored to be haunted. And Zan wonders if the ghost at the cathedral could somehow reconnect him with his dead parents. Like the first book in the series, I'd recommend this for middle grade students who enjoy both adventure and mystery. A love of history doesn't hurt either, as author Tony Kolink bases part of his story on two actual buildings, Lincoln Castle and Lincoln Cathedral. A nice addendum at the end of the book shares the history of these two structures and what actually happened there. So far, the Harwood Mystery Series has won a gold medal in the Illumination Book Awards, first place in the International Book Awards, a gold medal in the Moonbeam Book Awards, a bronze award from the independent publishers, a third place in the Catholic Media Association Book Awards, and a third place in the Association of Catholic Publishers Excellence in Publishing Award. So you don't have to take just my word that this is a book worth checking out. To see more suggestions, visit my website at ajcatapan.com. There you can learn about my own books, including my middle grade mystery, Seven Riddles to Nowhere, or my latest release, Sweet Jesus Is It June Yet? Ten Ways the Gospels Can Help You Combat Teacher Burnout and Rediscover Your Passion for Teaching, a book I wrote for teachers, catechists, and even homeschooling parents. Thanks for joining me on Books and Blessings. Be sure to find me online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on my website, ajcatapan.com. Until next time, happy reading. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.